What's up, guys? Hope you're doing well. Today, we're starting a brand new podcast series going through the book of First John. We are doing this to complement a new launch series for the, the fall semester called Love is the Brand. Now, if you're listening to this on the Monday that it came out originally, you will have yesterday uh, have heard the sermon in the first week on First John. So this is Love is the Brand, First John. We talked about kind of the intro and really love obeys. That's what we talked about yesterday at, at church on Sunday. And so we're going to go along with that sermon series, going through the book of First John. We actually have time uh, because this podcast is Monday through Friday. We're going to be able to get through Second John and Third John, which are whole books, but they're really just paragraphs. So we're going to get through all of John. Uh, first, second, and third John. And so we're going to go verse by verse and not skip a beat and really kind of supplement all the things that we're talking about on Sundays. So with that said, let's dig in. We've got verses one through four today. This composes what is the introduction sentence to this letter. And so let me read that real quick, and then we'll do some intro and then talk about it some more. So first John chapter one, verses one through four, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life. The life was made manifest and we have seen it and testified to it and proclaimed to you the eternal life, which was with the father and was made manifest to us that which we have seen and heard and proclaimed to you so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed our fellowship is with the father and with his son, Jesus Christ. And we are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. And I'll, I'll read those again, but those are the first four verses. We're talking about the introduction. Now, let's do some just housekeeping in general, intro to the book as a whole, which is kind of the stuff that I do sermon research and, and really dig this kind of stuff. So big picture, right? We're going to talk about the verses here in a second, but big picture, the book of First John. Who wrote that? John. John of Zebedee. So this is the same John who wrote the Gospel of John, the same John who wrote Revelation. And uh, and so he's writing these letters here. Likely, he is writing this letter, this letters, to be distributed to churches, little, little C churches around Asia Minor. And many people say probably these are the same type of churches you see that he's listing off in the first few chapters of the book of Revelation. So those churches, bunch of churches, he's writing to them. And at this point in time period, we're looking at the late 80s, not later than the early 90s AD. Uh, and so we're talking second, third generation Christians. The movement has already grown some, but now the thrill is kind of gone, right? That The newness has kind of wore off. We're in third, second and third generation. There's persecution going on. Uh, there's a bunch of false teaching going on, which is actually the biggest thing that we're dealing with today. In these first few verses. And so that gets to the why, right? You saw in verse four, he says, I'm writing so that your joy may be complete, like full, complete. So that's a huge one. Uh, but but there's some other reasons in, in a whole that John wrote this, this letter to them. He wrote to show genuine love for them. I mean, you write letters to people you love. He calls the audience children, my little children, you know, and that's not demeaning them. He's genuinely loving them. That's a sign of endearment. He's pastoral. So he's loving them. That, that's the first one. Second one is to combat false teachers. He says overtly in chapter two, I am writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. Uh, we're going to talk mostly about that today. He's, he's, he's combating false teaching. 
Another one is to prevent sin. We talked about that on Sunday. Uh, you you got to obey. I'm writing this so that you will not sin. He says that in verse uh, chapter 2, verse 1. Then another big one that we see weaved out all through the whole book is to give assurance, assurance of salvation or fellowship. He says that, we'll get to this, but he says in chapter 5, I write these things, this letter, so that you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you will know that you have eternal life. And the thing about how John writes is these these themes, he writes, he doesn't write linearly. So he'll deal with one, he put it down, he'll pick something up, put it back, pick it up later, like back and forth, back and forth. Like, And so the, the thing is to kind of see these chunks. You'll, you'll hear it's repetitive. Uh, and so, but he writes that way on purpose. We need repetition in our lives. And so those are the big kind of introduction things of who, what, when, where, why, that kind of a stuff. So without further ado, we read those first few verses. I'm going to read them again. Let's just read it real quick. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we looked upon, we touched with our hands concerning the word of life. The life was made manifest and we have seen it and testified to it and proclaimed to you the eternal life, which was with the father and was made manifest to us. That which we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the father and with his son, Jesus Christ. And we are writing these things so that your joy may be complete. Boom. So the first thing, if you're not familiar with John's writing, he's obviously talking about Jesus, right? That that in the beginning. Well, here he says that which was from the beginning, which we've heard, we've seen, we've touched. The, the word of life. He's talking about Jesus, the person. And so in this first four verses, this introduction uh, section that we often skip, the first point that I wrote, this is our takeaway today. If you're wrong on who Jesus is, you'll be wrong everywhere else. If you're wrong on who Jesus is, you'll be wrong everywhere else. And so don't skip this introduction. John is writing some really important things. Yeah, it was specifically to the false teaching in Asia Minor in the 70 to 80s AD, but it still applies today. If you're wrong on who Jesus is, you'll be wrong everywhere else. And so what this all has to do with, why is he writing like that? Why is he putting all these descriptions in there? Well, it has to do with this thing called Gnosticism. That was one of the biggest false teachings of the day. That's G-N-O-S-T-I-C-I-S-M, Gnosticism, Gnosticism. And so basically this you're like, I don't care. What does this have to do with me? Well, they believe some specific things that are alive and well today. Uh, many of them aren't, but some of them are, are just typical of false teaching. And so what they believed, uh, the hands down, kind of they all agreed on this, was that matter was evil, right? So our bodies, physical matter that you can touch and feel and stuff, well, it's all evil. That's that's bad. All right. Well, and then Gnostic, where that word that is uh, is Greek for knowledge. So they believe matter is evil, and then knowledge is almost like secret and mystical. Even like you can come to a secret mystical knowledge and arrive, and that's really where your salvation comes from. This kind of spiritual, you know, kind of ethereal. That's that's where it's at. It's not the matter. Matter in your body doesn't matter. It's just this this uh, this intellectual spiritual kind of knowledge you can get that and that's how you get saved 
right? So you're like, well, I don't care. What's the point of that? Well, that's why John is writing this gospel, this introduction, the way he's writing. First of all, he combats that. Matter is not all evil because Jesus is had a physical body. So Gnosticism, if they're wrong on that, they automatically believe that Jesus wasn't fully God and he wasn't fully man, right? They're erring on either side of that. And so this is a huge deal, right? So John writes that Jesus is God. That was, was from the beginning. There's never been a point in time when Jesus was not, right? He didn't get created. He always was. He did manifest in a body. He, we call that Christmas, right? He was fully God and fully man in the Christmas story. He, he picked up a body, but he never stopped being God. He's always been so John writes that he was from the beginning. He spends that over and over. The eternal life, verse two, the Father's Son. He 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 was always eternally existed. So he 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 combats that part that, well, Jesus is fully God, and then matter can't be evil because Jesus was also a man. He goes in depth on that. He says in verse one, we we heard him with our ears. Verse three, we saw him with our eyes. Uh, we touched him with our hands. And then he says, we testified to these things. And so Jesus is fully God. Jesus is fully man. So the Gnostics are wrong in saying that matter is evil because Jesus had a body. If what they believe to be true, then Jesus really can't save you. There's really no point. If you get Jesus wrong, you're wrong everywhere else, right? If if all matter is evil and that you can your, your salvation is like some secret super knowledge, then you can sin and do whatever you want because, oh, my body's evil. It's the one that's doing it. But I'm actually good, right? There's all the implications in life ethically are pointless if you believe what Gnosticism taught, which is funny because we see things like that in our culture today. Any any movement or argument that de denies the, the substitutionary sacrifice of Christ, who he is as a person, as fully God or fully man, like all has ethical implications that end up in a wide variety of kooky beliefs that end up doing crazy things. And so all that to say the the introduction in the book of first John is important. John is writing that to combat false teaching. He's talking specifically to Gnostics and how they were infiltrating the church. And so to wrap up, if you're wrong on Jesus, you'll be wrong everywhere else. So pay attention to your teaching and what you're listening to. So hopefully uh, this is just the introduction. We got so much more to go in the book of First John. I hope this has piqued your interest and you continue to stick with it. Y'all have a great day. We'll see you back tomorrow on the next episode.